0: Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. At first reading we have from the Acts of the Apostles, we hear this, that those who have been scattered by the persecution that arose because of Stephen went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but Jews. Okay, so again, just to jog our memories again, Stephen was one of the early church deacons who was put to death. Saul was the one who becomes St. Paul, right? Saul was presiding over his death. They laid their cloaks at the feet of Saul. He was stoned to death and said the same words as Jesus Father, forgive, or Lord, forgive them, hold this not against them. So Stephen was one of those pillars of the early church. He's been put to death. And this community of believers is, is kind of filled with fear in many ways. And so they scatter. But still, as they go to these diff- different distant places, they're still preaching the gospel. There's still kind of a fire in their belly to preach the gospel. So where do they start when they go to these different towns and cities? Where do they start? Who do they start with, I should say? I find this very interesting, and I find it so human I find it so human and so much like us today, right? I should speak for myself. I find it so much like me. They, it says this. To whom did they preach the word? No one but Jews. Why? Because they knew that in the Jewish community, they were likely to find a much more sympathetic audience than anybody else. They started with easy people first right that's what we're hearing they started with the easy people first those who had a shared worldview shared values shared language shared narrative shared culture right it was they went to the they went to them first it was a matter of familiarity and comfort you go to the people that you have kind of shared background with we do this all the time especially when we're uncomfortable especially when we're uncomfortable I was brought back to my freshman year of college, so I went to the, the University of Dayton before I went to the seminary for one year. Go Flyers! Okay, so I was at UD for one year, and uh, there was four of us from my high school graduating class who went to Dayton, and throughout high school, grade school, we, we weren't friends with each other, right? But we get off, we go to college where, you know, those first few days, first few weeks where nobody knows anybody, everybody's so uncomfortable, no one knows what's going on. The four of us became best friends, right? We had lunch together, and dinner together, and breakfast together, and uh, why? Because we had this sort of shared background, this shared story, right, this shared familiarity. and That's what the, those, these early Christians are doing, the first disciples of Jesus. As they go off, they're like, who do we know here in Cyprus, right? Like, oh, we know the Jews. Okay, we'll talk to them, right? Did the Jews need to be evangelized? Absolutely they did. They they needed to hear the incredible good news that God had fulfilled every one of his promises in the person of Jesus Christ. Yes, they needed to be evangelized, absolutely. But Jesus did not simply ask us or them only to make disciples of those who were easy to evangelize. He did not simply ask that to go after low-hanging fruit. Don't just go after the easy ones. After all, he did say go into the whole world proclaiming the gospel. Go after the hard ones. Go after the non- Jews is what he's saying. Those who don't speak your language, those who don't share your worldview, those who don't share your values, those who don't have this shared cultural narrative, go talk to the Greeks in other words. Luke continues. He says this. There were some Cypriots and Cyrenians among them who came to Antioch and began to speak to the Greeks as well, proclaiming the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. They began to speak to the Greeks. This is so huge because it must have been so scary. It must have been so scary. It must have been... So challenging to engage people who do not think the way we think or speak the way we speak. People who don't share, for us today, people who don't share the Judeo-Christian worldview who might even be antagonistic to the Judeo-Christian worldview. And man, oh man, are there plenty of them today. Their rank and number just grows day by day, it seems. I think the two biggest things that hold us back from sharing our faith with the Greeks, so to speak, of our world today. First is fear. Fear in all of its multiple forms fear of rejection, fear of looking weird, sounding weird, sounding stupid, (laughs) fear of persecution, fear of retribution, fear of social martyrdom, fear of losing friends, fear of losing family, fear of losing a job. Just fear. Fear of rejection. And secondly, this thought that says something like this. I don't know enough to talk to the Greeks, the Greeks of our world today. I don't know enough. I'm not an expert in theology. I don't know, like, what will happen if someone says something that I don't know the answer to or they ask me a question, they challenge me in a way that I'm not expecting. What's going to happen? I better just, like, I'll just keep it quiet. Like, these Cypriots, these Cyrenians, they were made of the same stuff that you and I are. They weren't like these, like, extra moral heroes. You know, they they didn't have all of this extra heroic virtue in them. They didn't, like, their brains were our brains. Their fears were our fears. They were, it's the same humanity, the same desires, the same fears. It was all operative in them, right, all of it. And they were not theologians. None of them had ever listened to a Scott Hahn talk, right? they never listened to Catholic Answers, They didn't know apologetics. They didn't know any of these things. They didn't know anything about theology or saints. They they hadn't even read the New Testament yet. You know why? Because it hadn't been written yet. They didn't even know what they were called. (laughs) Like, it wasn't as though they're like, okay, now we are the Christians and we're going to go make them Christians. No, they didn't even have a name for themselves. They were just people who had met Jesus. That's all that they were. That's all they had. They had the conviction of the Holy Spirit alive and that they were convic- convinced the Holy Spirit was alive in them and working through them. And they had their story. Their story. Like that they met and encountered the life-transforming love of Jesus, the risen Jesus. They had the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They had their story. And they were equally convinced that knowing Jesus is better than not knowing him. And because of those three things, they had the courage to open their mouths. They had the courage to speak to the Greeks, to love the Greeks. This first reading that we have today from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, was it 19, 19 through 26? Yeah, 19 through 26. It's a masterclass for evangelization. And we all need it. We, we, all have, we all need this. We all need to, to think about the fact that the Lord is, has put and is putting and will put Greeks on our path. Not just Jews, so to speak. Not just easy people to, to talk with, but people who, um, it's hard. It's hard. So let's be encouraged again by this early church community who went to Antioch, who went to these places, not knowing anything, not knowing who they were not being armed with anything. They would be jealous of the resources we have. Like, what do you mean? Like, there's books and theology and New Testament. And like, all I know is that I met the guy and I should tell people about that. That's what they did. So we should do the same. Amen.